0: Defense on me. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm gonna here take every start. last one of you out. You make sure comes they remember the forever comes the night they played the Titans. comes the comes the comes the Here comes the, oh, here, comes the, oh, here, comes the oh, here comes the Oh Here comes the Y'all don't really want that.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first installment of Defense Wins Championships. My name is Alex. I'm a fantasy football hustler, and I'm bringing you everything IDP. IDP means individual defensive players for those who don't know. Coming at you with the weekly show. Today I'm going to be putting you up on game with how to set up your league and have IDP, what's a good amount of roster positions, what's scoring going to be like, you know, all the basics. I want to make sure that everybody has a shot to play in an IDP league. For whatever reason, it's not the norm, but for me, it's the most fun way to play. Team defense is boring. Nobody gives two shits about it. It's boring to watch. I'm going to tell you why IDP is way more fun. All right, guys, get ready. This is the first installment. We're going to be coming at you every single week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Drop that intro. Are
0: you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Wow. just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Feeling- Show me the money.
1: what up episode one got Danny here we are gonna be talking some IDP you've never played an IDP league before right
0: no uh, I might have experienced one free league but like I was probably too young to even remember like what I was doing at all I probably picked like Khalil Mack in like the fifth round he won (laughs) me a game with like five sacks but nice (laughs) I think everybody remembers that
1: Khalil Mack five sack game yeah against the Broncos (laughs) For sure. So it's crazy. Like the first league that I ever played in, it was IDP, IDP and Superflex. So wow. I don't know. I, I've i kind of been like on that train ever since I started.
0: For sure. For sure. I mean, uh, obviously, I'm relatively new to IDP. It just when you're thinking of it from an aspect, of, it does make sense because when you're watching football, you see offensive players score, you see defensive players make plays. So uh, what are your thoughts on like just incorporating the whole game? Because I know you're very a very big proponent of, proponent of that.
1: I mean, I I just think it's way more fun. You know, like when you're doing team defense, I I mean, you never really pay attention to the defense ever. You don't really care. I mean, unless they score a touchdown or something, you know, I mean, you're not really engaged. But the little things make a difference in IDP. Like I could have a middle linebacker on one team and a running back on the opposing team, and I'll go crazy just because my linebacker tackles the running back. You know, I got points for the rush, and then I got points for the tackle. You know, so it's just – a whole different element of like being a fan and I I know a lot of people don't know defensive players so I mean it just scares some people away but it's really not hard I mean even if you watch the games or not everyone knows how to work the free agent wire and look up points and you know see points per game and all the all the stats I mean no matter what platform you're using to make it easy
0: for sure for sure I mean when I'm looking at it too uh Say you're, say you're running backs in a goal line situation, your linebacker tackles him. Normally you're going to be like, oh, shit, my guy didn't swim. You're like, hey, I got to tackle. him. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, you hope he gets the ball the next play. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's just more fun. Like if you have a linebacker or a, a safety who gets an interception and takes it to the house, you're going to be going more crazy, you know, than you did for like your running back scoring a 50-yard run, you know, or equivalent. I mean, that's how I see it.
0: Yeah if you had Minka Fitzpatrick through that like five game stretch in the Steelers, which was basically a touchdown every game like Oh yeah. Have...
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean and you know interceptions I mean they're kind of fluky you know when you think about it. For sure. So I mean really it's the tackles. I mean no matter what position you're looking for the guys who rack up the tackles like those are th- those are the the big point getters and running backs are kind of like linebackers, I feel. I was actually going to
0: ask you that. I was being like, uh, obviously, uh, in fantasy football, unless it's like a super flex, because then you can argue the scarcity at the quarterback position. But generally in fantasy football, you're running back to your points getters, then receivers, you know, a little icing on the cake, whatever. Uh, How would you describe like the positional comparisons between the defensive players and the offensive players? You just mentioned the linebackers and running backs, but uh, what's your uh, take on that for sure? So, I mean,
1: linebackers, I feel, are like running backs. Safeties, kind of like wide receivers. I mean, linebackers are usually the ones racking up tackles. I and mean, especially the middle linebackers. Like, the middle linebackers are the players you always want to focus on first when you're drafting. And, you know, outside linebackers, the guys who get sacks, they're a little bit more fluky just because, you know, a guy might get one, two sacks in a game, and then another game he gets, like, one tackle and that's it. No sacks because he didn't get to the quarterback. So – I like to go for consistency, but, you know, I mean, it's just like a, a possession wide receiver versus a big play wide receiver. You know, if you think about it that way, I mean, there's one guy who's going to be a little bit more consistent, may not have the higher upside, but, you know, got to have a little balance of like all, all the above.
0: For sure. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes a ton of sense. Cause uh, if you think about it, when you're watching a football game, the majority of the plays that happen are between a linebacker and a running back. Yeah a linebacker tackling a running back and yep. what gets you the most points in IDP or even regular fantasy, a running back rushing for yards and a linebacker tackling the, the running back. So it doesn't yep. make sense when you're correlating to, to real football, like the more I think about it. so uh,
1: Yeah. More fun too. I mean, it, it's just more fun. Instead of having, you know, six, or, six, seven, eight starters, I mean, depending on what your league size is, you know, I mean, minimum you usually have in an IDP league is like, I would say 13, 14 starters. I I play in a few leagues where we're up in like 17, 18 starters combined (laughs) with no kickers either.
0: And screw the kickers. What what was their point? (laughs)
1: Let's (laughs) look into that. That, that, That's something we got to preach is get rid of your kickers in all formats. (laughs) They're just, they're they're a waste of space.
0: No, I I definitely agree. Uh, Obviously uh, we we both play, play both. uh, I, I don't play IDP yet, but I'm totally down. Uh, to get into a league for sure. But uh, you've definitely had experience, of course, in strictly offense and IDP leagues. Uh, How would you describe, like, the dynamic in terms of shifting your league from uh, just offense to trying to work in some IDP players? So if you
1: want to keep it really, really simple and, like, with a work league, I got them to change from team defense to IDP. And the way I did it is instead of having positional players, a linebacker, a safety, a defensive line or anything like that, just having a defensive flex and having like two or three defensive flexes that, that takes a lot of the strategy out of it. I mean, you don't really think about, you know, Oh, do I, how many linebackers do I need? How many D linemen do I need? You just think about, I need three players and that's it. So that that's the easiest way I think you can transition. I mean, you can literally change team defense to one IDP flex and it would be way more fun than team defense.
0: For sure. Like, that that makes a lot of sense, too. Uh, again, like, I, I, I would I'll be honest that I'm a newbie in the format. Uh, obviously, when you mentioned it, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Uh, definitely got to get involved in at least one league just to kind of get that little taste. But uh, transitioning, too, in terms of player values, like, like what are the point differentials between, like, a top running back versus a top linebacker, for example? Like, Darius Leonard versus Christian McCaffrey. Like, how, how would they score in relation to each other?
1: So – I kind of I set up some stats and I kind of compared the number one linebacker, which is number one scoring defensive player last year to kind of, you know, the comparison. So Jordan Hicks, that was the number one scoring linebacker last season. And if you play in default settings just across the board and one point PPR, Jordan Hicks scored 252 points. Nick Chubb, that was the equivalent, 255 points. So that's Damn. running back eight. So linebacker one is equivalent to running back eight. When you're thinking about the draft, I mean, Nick Chubb is first, second round, you know, guy, Jordan Hicks. I mean, he was probably drafted in the eighth, ninth, tenth round, you know, depending on what league, you know, you're in the, the draft value. Isn't there. Cause people don't, don't really know, I guess. And so like Alan Robinson, that's the guy who wide receiver eight that he scored two fifty four points. So that was the equivalent there. So linebacker one was equivalent to running back eight and wide receiver eight, um, equivalent to Travis Kelsey, tight end one.
0: Damn. Yeah.
1: Um, equivalent to Derek Carr, two hundred and fifty-two points. I mean, he was like QB seventeen or sixteen, something oh, like yeah. that. But that's like, you know, that that's He's in default QB sc- default everything scoring. So you know, four-point touchdown, um, one-point PPR and. You know, just all the basics around that.
0: That's very interesting when you think about it. So uh, the way I can see it too, like obviously there's turnover per year, but uh, it puts a lot more research into trying to find these breakouts. Like if you have a young yeah. linebacker that's stepping into a starting role, like for example, the Packers lost Big Martinez. Whoever's filling in yeah. for him is opened up for a lot of tackles per se. So uh, for sure. what would you what would you describe that process of? uh For example, it's just like finding breakout running backs receivers, how would you describe it for uh, finding breakout, maybe defensive players stepping into good situations?
1: So looking at the depth charts, I mean, you know, offensive depth charts are pretty easy. I mean, you, a lot of times you already know who's at the top of the depth chart, but defense, I I really pay attention to who's at the top of the depth chart snap counts super important on defense, you know, because offense, it kind of, it kind of goes with the flow of the game, but defense, it goes with the flow of the game. But if you have a linebacker, that's, you know, averaging 96% defensive snaps per game. I mean, that's a guy you want to go for. He's never coming off the field, you know, I mean, and then there's outside linebackers. Maybe they come off the field on third down. They're only there for 60 something or 70 something percent. Those guys are always going to be a little bit downgraded in my mind, even though they do have higher upside, they just get less chances.
0: Yeah. That, that actually makes a ton of sense. Cause, uh, when you're looking at it, for example, when you're in the dynamic of a game, whether a middle linebacker is down 30 or up 25, if he's a three-down linebacker, a good player in the league, if he's going to be on the field. Whereas a running back, per se, if he's up 30, may either be taken out uh, for a receiving back or right. uh, flexed out. So I can see like that dynamics a little more consistent uh, with your stud. So uh, yeah, no, uh, that makes a ton of sense too. Uh, for example, uh, the main thing I kind of wanted to get into as well, obviously you got your rookie drafts. Like if you're playing in a dynasty IDP, for example, you yep. got your rookie drafts. So you got your Chase Young, your Isaiah Simmons. They're kind of thrown into the pool with like those Jonathan Taylors, those Clyde Edwards, Hilares that we've talked up a bunch on the channel. So yeah. how, would you, how would you describe kind of like where they would stand? Like would they be like the 105 in a rookie draft? Or uh, how would you describe that?
1: So – I was in – I recently got into a dynasty that it was – everybody who in it was new. It was their first dynasty league ever, first dynasty draft. And I believe Simmons went in the second. And I think that we did a separate vet draft and rookie draft. And so that probably played a little part into it as well, him going in the yeah. second. There, there was just more offensive players drafted. I, I ended up stealing a lot of defensive players in the last couple rounds that, uh, and, and getting guys off of free agent. Off of the free agent wire, just um, first round draft picks that potentially could start this year. Maybe not, you know, game one, but guys like Willie Gay on uh, Kansas City—they drafted oh. him early in the second round. And lo- they love him.
0: One of my favorite prospects in this draft. I mean, uh, you're getting a guy like Willie Gay. They got they got him, took him with good capital. A uh, nice, good player out of Mississippi State. I know Bush loves him a ton as well. So uh, it's kind it's kind of funny that you mentioned that name because uh, now that I think about it, I mean. We're doing our draft cycle every year. We're studying these prospects down to a T. We're evaluating landing spots. So uh, being able to project those guys in terms of points when you never even thought about it uh, from an IDP perspective before, is really refreshing.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so the scoring, I mean, that's one thing that can go a lot of different ways. I I just kind of gave you the, you know, the default, the vanilla way, you know, that everybody does it. If you don't want to really get into customizing your scoring too much, I like to have a little fun with my scoring though. So I break it down a little bit different. It's, um, so in the default scoring way, tackle is one point, assisted tackle is half a point. I double that tackle being two points, assisted point being one point. I increase the interception points a little bit more. So I think in the default way it's two, I raised it to uh, six and, um, what else did I change? The fumble recovery and forced fumble made that also six. So, like, if you're getting a turnover, almost worth six points, you know, if you create the turnover and then make it yourself. So, equivalent of the, a running back, you know, scoring a touchdown. I mean, it's a huge play, you know, that doesn't really happen too often. Even the best corners, <laughs> safeties, I mean, what do they get? Five, you know, interceptions a year yeah the,
0: the, like the most ball like marcus peter's one of the biggest ball hawks in the league last year i believe he had five yeah so uh i mean uh actually that's, that kind of tones into another question i wanted to ask in terms of like a cornerback or a db uh how do you evaluate those guys that are are not necessarily like amazing or elite on-field players but will rack up staff because they take chances? like for example marcus peters he's a good corner but he's yeah. not like an elite lockdown guy. Like a Byron Jones may not score as much as a Marcus. So can you kind of explain like this discrepancy there?
1: So shutdown corners, those are the worst players for fantasy because they don't get tackles and people usually avoid them. So you think of like you know even Richard Sherman in his heyday, like he he had to get like a an interception in a game to make the um, to make it worth it to even start him, and he wasn't getting an interception every single game, you know so. Patrick Peterson, guys like that. I mean, they're just they're the worst for fantasy purposes. So, the guys who you want are really on paper, the shitty cornerbacks that are getting thrown at like all the time, but they're getting thrown at 15 times a game and, you know, maybe they're racking up 5-6 tackles and a couple passes defended, you know, throughout on the, game. the Eagles.
0: Anybody on the Eagles
1: Anybody on the Eagles? I mean, all those guys got thrown at. So, (laughs) I mean, it was kind of just, it's kind of just pick your poison, especially like, I mean, redraft, I I mean, you're probably going to, you're probably going to keep maybe two or three guys on your team the entire season, unless you drafted really good. Defensive guys, they they just get injured a lot more, you know, for whatever reason.
0: Uh yeah no that makes sense because uh, when I'm watching Byron Jones last year everybody's like damn like was he even playing in this game because he wasn't even targeted like guys <laughs> like that are just don't don't do it if you're if you're new to IDP they're they're really good names they're really good players obviously in real life but they're just generally not going to rack up the points as Alex said so
1: uh
0: yeah that, that's a really good thing to keep in mind because when 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 I'm going in obviously uh you want to evaluate great players versus production. So yeah. as much as I love Demarcus Lawrence, I think he's a top five edge rusher in the league as a player. But yeah. in terms of production, it's not really equivalent. So uh, yeah. what are thoughts on edge ed rushers in terms of turnover per year? So it, so like Demarcus Lawrence, I mean,
1: he's someone good to bring up because two years ago I'm, he was probably top three, you know, point scoring because of all the sacks that he racked up. Last year he was a complete bust. I mean, you know, he was good on good – NFL player just bad for fantasy he wasn't getting to the quarterback as much as he did the year before and so a guy like that who doesn't get too many tackles even if you look at a lot of people's rankings they still have him ranked top five I, I don't even think I'd rank him in my top 10
0: for sure I mean uh, I obviously as a Cowboys fan I watch it I mean what he does more so as like I don't want to necessarily say as a support player, because I think he's an elite player. Yeah. Uh, but basically, he takes so much attention on the one side. That for example, yep. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if Alvin Smith or Randy Gregory, one of those guys, had 10-plus sacks this year, similar to what Robert Quinn did last year, simply because there's so much attention being shown to yeah. uh, DeMarcus Lawrence that the other side is just going to be in a lot more one-on-one situations. Yeah. Even think about Aaron Donald and um, and
1: Dominick Sue when they were on the same line together. Donald was getting triple teamed like every single yeah. game before Sue came there. And then when you have to give just a little bit of attention to someone else, I think he had the biggest, you know, sack total that he's had in 19 and, his and a half, I believe. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's, that's insanity. Like, but by, by the way, uh is there a scoring discrepancy between like, is it just D line or is it like a D tackle might get more than an edge rusher or something like that? Or how would you weigh that?
1: Well, so the points are the same across the board, you know, okay. just like, getting yards for a running back, getting yards for a wide receiver, you know, um, point per reception. I mean, all that's the same across the board. So, really, it's it's the stats that you're focused on, who's getting more stats, who's getting more tackles. Um, One thing, you brought up the positions. Let me just go over that a little bit, because I know some people (laughs) might get a little confused on how you should set up a league. Because you can set up with defensive flexes, and that's probably the easiest way. I mean, there's there's not too much thought that goes into that. You just – choose defensive IDP flex and you can put anybody in that spot. I play in leagues where one league that I play in, we literally have every position. We have a defensive end. We have a defensive tackle, uh, linebacker, cornerback safety. And then I play in another league where we have a D line spot where you can put a defensive tackle or a defensive end linebacker Same, I mean, that's always the same across the board and then defensive back. So instead of choosing corner or safety, they're all kind of lumped in together.
0: Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Now, uh in terms of like what you would prefer. Now, if you're getting like a D tackle, a D end, an outside linebacker, an inside linebacker, cornerback safety, does that kind of like I don't want to necessarily uh, make it like I don't want to necessarily say like it makes it more specific, but when you're doing your analysis, you actually have to like keep in mind like, for example, a tier one D tackle like an Aaron Donald will produce this much more than the rest of the tier. Like, how do, how would you describe like being able to do that study because, uh, for me, especially obviously in the fantasy industry for offensive players, you analyze that oh, uh, this tier two running back is yeah. this much better than the next guy in tier three versus these tier two and three receivers are probably going to produce the same. So, I prefer to take the running back. How do you approach that going into the draft?
1: So you want to think of it the exact same way. I mean, everything's better if you think about it in tiers. And, like, Aaron Donald, you know, he's on a level of his own, you know, when it comes to defensive defensive line. I mean, J.J. Watt for the longest time. Like, he was oh, so yeah. far above and beyond anybody below him. Like, he was worth being drafted, you know, in the fifth, sixth round because he was mm-hmm. outproducing, I mean, the second guy by let, let 40%, you know, something crazy like that. That's insane. Yeah, so I mean, there was a couple years where JJ Watt was. I mean, his first couple years in the league, I would say second and third year in the league, he was drafted, you know, much higher than any defensive player I've ever seen.
0: Now another interesting thing I, I kind of want to ask is uh, you mentioned JJ Watt. Now I still remember that season, I believe 2014, the year that Aaron Rodgers won MVP. I know for a fact that JJ Watt was the best player in football that year, yeah. and I, I still think he should have won. Now, <laughs> I remember that year specifically, he actually had uh, a couple of receiving touchdowns. So how would that factor in for IDP? Would you get points if your defensive player, like, caught a touchdown or, like, ran in for a touchdown? Like, how, how would that be allocated?
1: You would. And I, I, I feel like – so I, I mostly play on Yahoo. Now I'm getting into Sleeper because of Dynasty. But on, on Yahoo, the points always counted. The offensive points always counted as well. So, like, Jared wow. Allen, um, you know, back when he was with Kansas City – He was probably one of the top defensive ends. They started throwing him, you know, in on offensive packages, just like JJ Watt. And, you know, it just, it takes him to the next level. It puts him, you know, beyond tier one, because now you're you're factoring in, maybe you get a couple offensive snaps per game. I mean, you know, totally different (laughs) dynamic, but, you know, we're talking about point zero one percent of defensive players. You know, oh, that happens too.
0: For sure, <laughs> it's just funny. I could imagine, like the person who owned JJ Watt in an IDP league that year sees him going at touchdown or uh, going at tight end. Like, oh my god, is he actually going to get the ball, or is he? Gonna, where
1: I? He passes <laughs> a touchdown. And you're like, oh okay. you know what? I'll take it. I, I would say there's a lot of creaming in your pants when stuff like that.
0: <laughs> for sure, <laughs> with a matchup off of JJ Watt receiving touchdown. Like, oh yeah.
1: Yeah, there's probably no better feeling.
0: Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it's, it's definitely interesting. Like, the more I hear about the IDP, it definitely uh, – even if I don't make it, like, my main, I definitely uh, am interested in even just getting in one, just kind of get the feel, uh, see how it feels like. Because generally, like, it, it sounds like to me uh, – I know you can attest to this. It sounds like it adds a completely new dynamic to how to play fantasy. So, uh, what no, are your thoughts sure. on just that extra dynamic, like, uh, and, like – if you ever got into an idp like would you ever go back like how would you just how would you say that so the
1: only reason i play in teams um in leagues with team defense is just because they won't switch to idp so i think out of the 10 leagues i played in last year only two had team defense and um just it's just not as fun for me so once i started playing that way i didn't really want to go back feel like most people once you make that transition it's kind of hard to go back I mean most like a super teams, yeah I mean you don't want to go back to one quarterback it's just boring there's not as much strategy involved and it just, it just seems easier you know and I, I mean it's nice being in easy leagues but you don't feel as good if you win like a super competitive league you know like yeah. an expert league where everybody seems to know everything and you dominate you know like
0: those are the leagues yeah. that you want to win that's the best feeling, or like for example, you're in like a, a high stakes, like uh, or a competitive league with like people that you know know uh, what they're talking about, and yeah. like you hit on that sleeper in a year. Like for example, uh, I don't know the equivalent in IDP, but for example, oh, for actually, you just mentioned Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks was probably not drafted too high. If you hit on him, he was probably a gold mine for you this year.
1: Yeah, he was probably drafted. I'd say somewhere between the seventh and the 15th linebacker chosen last season. So not like he's, you know, he's drafted in probably the top 10, top 12 rounds in most leagues. So he's not someone who's undrafted or anything, but, you know, you draft someone as linebacker 10 and they produce as linebacker one. I mean, same thing. You draft a running back 10 and he turns into running back one. I mean, that puts you at such an advantage just, you know, on every game.
0: For sure. No, that definitely makes sense. Uh, just trying to think what else I can ask, but like right now it's just I'm pretty intrigued. So uh, anything else you gotta gotta, gotta mention uh, about about the IDP formats?
1: Well, so let me tell you about. So I, I told you a little bit about how my scoring is different, and a lot it, it's almost <laughs> double, you know, kind of. But so you got to change the offense around too because it has to reflect. Like I don't like yeah. the default vanilla scoring where linebacker one is the equivalent of running back eight, you know, like that. That just doesn't sit well with me because why? would a linebacker getting drafted in double digit rounds be have that much of an impact, you know? Sure. So I, I feel like offensive players should be a little bit predominant. I mean, especially the quarterbacks, you know, at least the dominant ones. So I changed it around to where quarterbacks it's a six point touchdown and one point for every 15 yards, uh, <laughs> running, running backs, adding in a point twenty-five point um, point per touch. So, and, um, that makes a little bit of a difference. <laughs> just gives them a little bit higher, and everyone gets the same, uh, you know, boost in that. So it doesn't so change
0: A guy like Derrick Henry or Ezekiel Elliott is definitely going to be rocking up the touches. Then, so like that—that's huge.
1: It, it makes a little bit of a difference. I, I wouldn't say it's something that completely changes rankings or anything like that, but it okay. does give you a slight advantage. You know, if you get ten extra touches compared to someone else,
0: it's, def- it's definitely interesting. I mean, uh, I'm not like fully experienced as like. Uh, commission in terms of like weighing like oh what's the optimal scoring like what what percentage of points are going to be allocated like per week to yeah. this position and trying to balance it out uh but it, heck if you know what you're doing and you're able to customize your scoring to get the best uh output from your players by all means uh that's definitely an interesting dynamic that uh just makes your league more fun too so uh, yeah I would, again like you're, you're a lot more experienced than the just anybody that's just going to start a league But uh, if you know how to do that and you know how to weigh it, by all means, like make it more fun, especially if you're with uh, your friends and you kind of want something else to really like look at when you're watching games, right?
1: Oh, for sure. And I'm going to throw the scoring up
0: on the screen right
1: now just so people can get an idea of what it looks like. It's not going to change the dynamic too much. It really just makes everybody score more points. So let's say if you were playing in like a a normal league that was just all default scoring, you know, one QB. I mean, you're scoring around 100 points a game, probably less. Yeah. A lot of the yeah. leagues that I play in with IDP plus, like, the extra, you know, scoring that I'm adding in, you're scoring, like, 300 points, like, per yeah. game. So, it's, it's more points equals more fun, like, no matter what. Like, it's still – it's all the same. It's all the same stats. It's just, you know, more points in
0: certain areas. For sure. Uh, again, like you you mentioned – it just adding certain factors to your dynasty or to even redraft leagues quite simply uh just makes it more engaging makes it more fun yeah. that was a key word to use engaging uh for for me especially uh like the, what i never had experience in a superflex. once i picked it up and i realized goddamn, like there's so much more uh players with value like for example i can even imagine like In an IDP league, is there ever like offensive players traded for defensive players? Like, How would that dynamic kind of work? Now I'm thinking about it because in a super flex, these quarterbacks have so much more value so you can actually trade them. How would that affect like defensive players that are producing versus offensive players in terms of trade assets? Well,
1: so just like you said, super flex versus one QB. An offensive player for defensive players? Well, no, no, what I'm saying. So just think of it like super flex versus one QB. When you play in a super flex, it automatically increases the value of the QBs, you know, just because there's less to go around now. So it really depends on what your, what your roster settings is like. There's some leagues where if you just play in a league where it's three defensive flex spots, I I mean, each player is not going to hold as much value because everybody's going to have three good players, you know, no matter what. Now, if you have a full squad, you know, defensive line, uh, three linebackers, three DBs, you know, stuff like that, then it just increases the value because if you're starting three linebackers not everyone's going to have a top 10 linebacker, you know? So you can really just think about it that way. Like how much, how much extra the quarterbacks are valued in a super flex league. I mean, that's how it is for IDP leagues. The more spots that you start, the more valuable that, you know, a Darius Leonard is, I mean, it just, yeah. That guy, that, guy the
0: stepped next level. that guy stepped in and he was literally the, like the leading tackler as soon as he walked oh, yeah. into the league. So yeah. uh, if you, if you hit on him in your rookie drafts, you're probably still dancing about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I didn't even play dynasty back then,
1: but everybody who picked him up off the free agent wire was almost an instant playoff contender. Like, just think about that. Like getting someone off the free agent wire, like a running back, if you yeah. get a running back off the waiver wire and he turns into a running back too, it's like, that's almost pushing you to the playoffs. Just, that's just like, that one piece alone.
0: Two years ago for me when uh, Nick Chubb was a, a rookie, Ooh. I remember, uh, I remember he was on the waiver wire because uh, someone, someone dropped him, like, I don't know, didn't have Rosh's place. Someone dropped him. And as soon as the news that uh, Carlos Hyde got cut, I went to the waiver wire and I scooped him up. And my team, like, it already had, like, McCaffrey, like, freaking uh, George Kittle. Like, yep. it, it was unbelievable. And I remember yeah. I
1: just added a free RB2. I'm like, are you kidding me? like Literally the same. I didn't draft him in any league that that, that I played in. I only redraft, did not draft him everybody who drafted him dropped him and same thing I literally picked him up in all seven leagues that I was in I started working from home and so I did I had a little bit more free time and I saw it come in on Twitter and I was like oh shit this is not a drill I dropped everything and I picked him up on seven teams all within like two minutes and like five minutes later all the texts come, you bastard, you <laughs> son of a bitch.
0: Like, <laughs> it's Best feeling in the world. <laughs> the most hilarious part is you know, 2017 when Alvin Kamar was a <laughs> rookie? Because uh, it happened back to back years for me. So, week one, week two, whatever, he kind of showed some upside, but he wasn't, he was still on the committee with like, Ingram and, uh, Agent Peterson at the time. And I yeah. remember the, uh, he he was on the waiver wire, and I noticed. I'm like, you know what? This is a young guy getting touches. Let me just take a <laughs> shot. And pick him up. <laughs> I had like Alvin Kamara that year. Like freaking. Uh, I want to say I, I had Kareem Hunt on a team. Like they were both on the team, and it's just fun when you when you get these steals. So uh, oh, yeah. it definitely has, definitely has a dynamic, especially when like for example a defensive player that like, you don't expect to just step up into a starting role and just yeah, away like a Darius Leonard. Uh, it's just it's so much value added especially uh if you're able to hit on those guys
1: oh yeah it it makes a difference and i mean on defense there aren't that many household names you know like on offense i mean you already know a lot of the stars and even if you're a casual player you know you're gonna know who some of the stars are you're gonna know travis kelsey you're gonna know george kittle you're gonna know all the top guys once you get past the top 10 guys nobody really knows anything. So if you do just a tiny bit of research, you're going to set yourself apart. I mean, unless you're in some super competitive league where everybody's been playing IDP, you know, forever, maybe you're at a little bit of a disadvantage. But especially if you're in redraft, everybody's at the same advantage. There's so much turnover on defense that really your defensive team is one on the free agent, on free agent wire.
0: Sure, uh, it's just exciting to think about, like, Damn, like I don't even know what else. To I don't even know what else to say. It's just it's, it's fun, especially. Uh, but yeah, no, because let's be honest here. Everybody can play with a team defense. You just yeah. see, okay, who's playing the Jaguars this week? Boom, picked up. Who's playing the Jets this week? Boom, picked up. It's so yep. easy to stream. Whereas, yeah. like, if you're actually drafting the players and you're fitting them into a lineup, it's not necessarily drafting. Oh, okay, this team's going to be good and it's going to pump this matchup. I was like, oh, I have, I have these guys for the longevity of the season. How can yep. I construct my roster to get the maximum open of points in terms of uh, comparing scarcity and comparing overall bottom line in terms of point getters?
1: Yep. And one cool thing, like think about like when you're drafting in a super flex league. You know, you always have guys who drop one or two rounds later because so many quarterbacks went early. Now add in IDP into that. Like if you're yeah. really good at drafting, you're going to come up on so much value because – Seventh, eighth round is usually when the, the, some defensive players will start getting kicked off. You know, the top guys, seventh, eighth round, usually, depending on what league you're in. But so between the seventh and the 10th round, a handful of defensive players are going to go. So many offensive players are going to slide past the 10th round just because of that. And the farther you go, the more guys that slide because more defensive players are getting picked because, you know, those are the starters that you're trying to fill out.
0: For sure. Uh, now, um, uh, one thing I really wanted to ask, uh, especially I was thinking about it this whole time, is uh, how do like obviously injuries take a part into the NFL. How would you describe like the impact of like your line, your star linebacker getting hurt, but producing like like the games? Basically, who's the Evan Ingram of linebackers, and how does the impact of them getting hurt really uh, affect your team in comparison to like an offensive position?
1: Hmm. Well, let me see. Uh, so, well, Van der Esch, let, let's bring him yeah. up because at least for last, year, yeah, <laughs> at least for last year, you know. Well, and actually, Sean Lee—that's actually a better, a better person of who you're asking for. Both cowboys. So, I mean, yeah. I know you know, you know what's going on with them. So, Van der Esch, two years ago, and I mean, ever up until last year, he's a stud. I mean, he's a linebacker one. You know, every single year that he was in the league last year having the neck issues and playing not playing being on the injury report i mean he was pretty much the evan ingram or alshon jeffrey you know of yeah. linebackers and it's annoying but when you play in an idp league you have to compensate by adding at least one or two extra bench spots you know for that i mean you can't you can't have an IDP league and then just have like five bench spots. I mean, it's going to be a really competitive league. I do play in one where we have 19 starters and only, f- and only five bench spots so, and it's, and it's a two quarterback league. So it's, you know, it, the, the free agent wire always has studs on it because especially come by week time. Now you have to make a choice. Like, are you going to run one player down, you know, which I've done before. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't, but you know, it's tough to drop someone. And when you know that someone else is probably going to pick him up, you know, and you need that one spot for one game or something. So brings in just a whole different strategy, depending on how many bench spots
0: you have. That, also. that was actually funny. Cause that led right into my next question is how do you like navigate bye weeks? Obviously now that you have so much, uh, so much more players that you're dealing with, especially defensive players, like uh, how's the, how's the depth on the waiver wire or like, how do you stream matchups then? Because then that would be kind of like more matchup based because you're picking a linebacker who's facing a team that's going to run the ball like 30 times. So like, how would yeah. you navigate uh, filling in a, like a bi-week fill-in, for example? So
1: bi-week fill-in, I'm always trying to go for guys that get tackles, like no matter what. Like I'm not shooting for a guy that's only getting sacks or nothing because I need him for one game and one game only. So I'm trying to find, you know, the highest floor that I can upside's nice but for one week i'm just trying to find a floor to make sure that i don't get a zero or something in that spot
0: no that, that, that makes a ton of sense uh yeah uh, it's, uh i don't even know uh anything else like you have or uh what what all what should i know basically uh when i'm getting into an idp league because like, i don't even know what to ask i just don't have the experience quite frankly well one I like to tell people just about fantasy football
1: in general and back in 1962 when one of the Oakland Raiders owners like invented it or invented the idea they drafted every single position yeah I mean they even drafted fullbacks I, I think they even drafted two kickers or something ridiculous you know oh, like yeah. that but
0: <laughs> what kicker is already a- yes. yeah
1: yeah we're not we're not continuing that tradition but you know I mean that that's how it started you know and obviously things change and things evolve. And when fantasy went a little bit more mainstream, they just made it easier by adopting team defense and didn't really make it right or wrong. It just made it easier for more casual people, you know, to get involved with it. So IDP is not for everybody. It's super fun, especially if you get in with the flexes, but, um, it, it just brings such a, a dynamic into it that once you start playing, you're not going to want to stop. I, I didn't, it was the way that I started. And, I pretty much made fun of people who only play in team defensive leagues because there's so many people out there who refuse to play in super flex or IDP leagues.
0: Yeah, like I usually play with uh, no defenses at all, but heck, if you're going to use a defense, at least make them IDP players, right? Yeah, for (laughs) sure. I mean, it's all the same. I mean, if kickers are that important where
1: I always always talk shit to people who have kickers in leagues too because especially since they shortened the goalpost or, you know, um, made it uh, not as wide – I mean, kickers are a dime a dozen now. Like, even Greg the Leg, I mean, he oh, got hurt, you know, that, that one year that after the, the crazy year that he won everybody championships. Oh,
0: that, 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 that's just sickening to think about that. You have a kicker averaging, like, 15 a game, and he won you a championship.
1: Yeah, and you think about the people who play in, like, the, you know, default leagues. I mean, you're not even scoring 100 points a game, and your kicker is going to score more than 10% 15. of your points, <sighs> you know, or 15%. Like, yeah, that, I mean – that's not something I can get behind. Like, there's a reason why DraftKings and all of them got rid of the kickers is because that's not something that people bet on. I mean, that's more lucky than good, if anything.
0: I was just about to mention, like, obviously it's not a kicker video because, I mean, band kickers, uh, as Jake Sealy <laughs> <laughs> says. But, uh, yeah, if you don't follow Jake Sealy, it's funny. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just the worst because at least with, like, a defense, for example, obviously, like, IDP is more uh, – uh, more skill behind it. But even if you're playing in a defense league, at least you can kind of like, oh, whatever, they're playing this matchup. I can kind of schedule that or I can uh, plan yeah. for that. But like kicker is literally the most random luck ever. Unless you're yeah. looking into the Cardinals kicking a fucking field goal every time they're at the one yard <laughs> line. Like there's no, no predictive stat to really like find out what kicker's going to dominate that week.
1: Yeah. And like even like comparing IDP to team defense. I mean, there's so much random stuff that could happen in team defense. I mean, one random turnover and one random field goal could make you drop five points or whatever, you know, just because you got over the threshold of however many points, you know, drops you to the next tier or whatever. I mean, in IDP, you know, you don't get you don't get penalized for anything. You either get the points or you don't. You know, so I mean, the worst thing that happens is you get a zero, you get no stats, you know, but you're not getting negative stats because of something random fluky happening.
0: For sure. Like, for example, uh, a lot of like team defense leagues, I mean, like, if your defense allows like 30 points, you lose two points. It's like, yeah, whoa, I'd rather just not start a defense at that point. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just, again, like you said, a lot more fluky. You can't really predict. Yeah, at least an offensive player, you can say, Oh, yeah, they're playing the 28th ranked run defense. So, uh, Nick Chubb is gonna fucking get 20 carries for like 130 yards and like he may get a touchdown. So, yeah, uh, being able to project volume is a big part of why you can stream matchups. And as you said, that that applies for a linebacker. Like, if a linebacker's playing the team, like for example, if you're I don't even know. Uh, so you well, played against Tennessee
1: last year. Here's a good example. Here's a good example. the The Cleveland Browns, their offense pretty much notoriously has always sucked. Even when I started playing fantasy football and I was in IDP, the the Cleveland Browns, their linebackers were always the best. DeQuell Jackson, that's like one of my favorite linebackers of all time. <laughs> Nobody really knows who he is, but he was like my favorite player. And I saw him on Monday Night Football rack up like 20 tackles, picked him up off of waivers, and like led me to a championship that year. Yeah. And they always have, for whatever reason, it, I mean, well, not for whatever reason. It's because their offense always blows. That's why they're on their defense is just on the field more. And so that's something that you can take into account with a strategy. If your offense really sucks, that means your defense is on the field more. So guys like Joe Schobert on on the yeah. Cleveland Browns, oh, yeah. he's a stud. He's a stud, yeah. top five linebacker. Like probably the last three years, well, one of the years he got hurt, missed a couple games. But I know two out of the last three years, he was right around top five.
0: For example, like even uh, Blake Martinez was doing that on the Packers, and he yep. even goes to arguably a worse defense in the off season. So of the Giants.
1: I'm glad you brought him up because I think that he's not going to be the same player going to Giants. It it must be their scheme or something. I I can't even put my finger on what it is, really. But a guy like Alec Ogletree, he was the man when he played with the Rams. A middle linebacker, stud, close to 100 tackles, 100 solos, you know, per year. He goes to the Giants, he completely fell off. Like, I don't even know if he was in the top 20 of linebackers. And Mm. he just – It was a complete nosedive. And so, I don't know. I'm not as high on Blake Martinez as other people are. I got to see it to believe it with him with the Giants. Probably still going to rank him, you know, around six or seven. But I know that a lot of people have him, like, top three.
0: Damn. So, uh, yeah, if you're already playing an IDP league, just keep that in mind. Uh, Giant system, no go for linebackers. Insight like from Alex over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and who knows? He may prove me wrong. Maybe he's not, you know, he's probably better than Alec Ogletree is. But I, I'm really curious. He's someone that I'm, I'm not drafting because of how high he's going. But I'm very curious to see if he, you know, is still that 100, 100 solo tackle a year guy.
0: Well, it's it's like ranking a guy like, for example, you don't know how Kenyon Drake's going to do this year. Like, he was right. fantastic down the stretch last year. But yep. uh, even though the system changed, like, we saw it for small sample size. I mean, we'll get into it in, in one of our uh, upcoming videos. But uh, he's definitely a player who presents that risk-reward type upside. So with a guy like Blake Martinez, again, while he's shown, like, he's a 100-plus tackle guy, like, as Alex mentioned, like, the system is going to take an effect on him. So – uh, that makes a ton of sense, too. I know I've, I've said that a ton this video, but again, I'm learning, with, I'm learning with the audience right now. You guys are learning as I'm learning. Uh, it's definitely a new dynamic to really uh, think about, for sure.
1: So you've asked me a lot of questions, but let me ask you. So out of everything you know, we talked about today, what, what's your take home? And you know, as someone who's never really been in an IDP league, but you know, just a fantasy oh. enthusiast in general,
0: uh, for sure. Uh, it just makes me think that uh, obviously I'm, I'm in a few dynasty leagues, but even if it was like a redraft, like maybe uh, I'll mix in like one redraft and one dynasty league just to kind of get an experience and get a taste of the IDP atmosphere. Now, uh, I, I'm probably still going to be just an offensive main guy simply because that's what I've been born and bred on. But if I can have at least one league where I'm getting that experience, I'm getting that uh, different aspect to watching, even just watching a football game, like for example, I'm in a super flex in one league and a one quarterback in one league. Uh, owning a su- two super flex quarterbacks in that one league, it makes me analyze the game differently. Where, oh yeah, uh, you know what I mean? So, just at least having a, like a league where, for example, IDP, uh, you're able to like analyze the whole game from a different perspective. You're not just zoned yep. Like, for example, when you're watching red zone, like uh, as an offensive guy, I love red zone because I see. Oh my! Uh, my running backs rushing for this fifty-yard touchdown, or yep. even on red zone, uh, it, it just adds a different aspect. Because if you're playing IDP, red zone still shows highlight defensive players too. So if you have Mika Fitzpatrick and he's running for a sixty-yard kick, you just the sight.
1: Yep. So. And so even for me, like uh, be- because of the IDP factor, I don't even watch red zone that much. Just because switching back and forth, like I have to have all eight games on at the exact same time. Like I need to be able to go back and forth
0: between oh, all I'm those. I'm definitely that junkie who, uh, I have a Mac, uh, obviously you know that, but uh, just if the audience is watching. So I have a Mac so I can open up a ton of uh, different windows at a time and I'll put them all on my screen. So uh, if I'm like, I'll have uh, Red Zone playing on my PS4, Then I'll have a game playing on my TV. Then I'll have like six games playing on my laptop. So uh, (laughs) that's as junky as you can get.
1: There there we go. Yeah. I mean, I've had direct TV for the longest time and, you know, having all eight games on the one screen and standing two feet in front of the TV and watching every single game you know just
0: <laughs> sure it's like when you, when you see people streaming poker and they have like seven different games going at once i'm like how do you have the ability to just comprehend everything that's going on at once right uh yeah. i'm definitely that way in football but yeah it's just funny when you think about it cuz like to somebody who's like just getting into football or just learning to love the game in general they can only real fo- really focus on one thing at once but like guys like me and you have been watching it since basically when I was, like, four or five years old. Like, <laughs> it, it's just so easy because you know the game so well. Like, okay, this oh, yeah. is exactly what's going to happen here. I can focus on this game. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I, I
1: feel like people just think it's going to be harder to track. But once you get used to it, I mean, you're just going to start seeing numbers. You know, that's all you're going to know. You're going to know who your middle linebacker, what his number is, you know, and you're always going to notice that number. So, it it's not hard to track. And and for anyone who's been doing fantasy for a while, you need to do an IDP league because it's going to, it's going to blow your mind, just the strategy and get into a league where nobody's done it. You know, I, 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 I know there's a bunch of people who haven't done it before. So someone just be the person to take the bull by the horns and create an IDP league with three def- defensive flexes, you know, make it super easy. Yeah, for sure.
0: Even just like you're say you're in a, It's as easy as just a lot of people when they first start out, they stick to the classic one quarterback, two running back, two receiver, tight end, flex. Incorporating little things like maybe adding a super flex spot or adding an extra flex spot or adding a couple uh, defensive flex spots, that ultimately just overall improves you as a player because by adding other positions on your roster – it takes so. I don't want to say it takes out the luck factor, but it negates it to a, to a certain degree because it takes more research filling out more roster spots. So it, yeah. g- it gives you more freedom, especially. Yep,
1: yeah. and I mean one thing that does kind of suck. I, I would say the only downfall is like playoffs because one person gets hurt. You know, I mean, doesn't matter offense or defense. That could make or break you know your game just one, one player getting hurt. I mean, you start 19 players, 18 players, I mean, the chances of someone getting hurt in any game, you know, is high. I would say that's the only con that I can that I can think of, but everybody has that same risk. So it's not like one person taking a risk exactly. over everybody else.
0: Exactly, but even like to combat that at the same time, if you're starting that many players and one guy gets hurt, it's not necessarily going to have as big of an impact as if you start started sure. six players and your RB gets hurt, right? For
1: sure, that's guaranteed loss, you know.
0: For real, for real. Uh, Yeah, no, uh, I appreciate you uh, going over everything with the IDP. It's definitely an intriguing experience. I hope uh, the viewers definitely gained a good value out of it uh, because, again, most of them, if they're watching the channel, haven't really uh, seen much IDP content. So I'm glad uh, you're here basically spearheading the IDP department for the channel. So I definitely appreciate you uh, coming on and explaining the value of an IDP.
1: For sure, got to drop some knowledge. I know that IDP is not the normal, and I want to make it the normal. You know, may not be me all by myself, but anybody who I can get into an IDP league just gonna make me feel better. Cause I, everyone who I've gotten into it said they've had more fun than team defense. There's not really been—I don't even think there's been one person that I've ever got into a league that said team defense is better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I definitely want to try now. You're, you're definitely persuading <laughs> me.
1: So. Uh, well, and I think I'm starting up a new dynasty pretty soon, so we're for sure going to get you into one. Maybe we'll get a couple listeners into it also if we need to fill up some spots.
0: For sure. Uh, again, like every, everybody knows uh, by now if they've been watching the channel, Discord link is in the description. So uh, if you want to talk with a bunch of junkies like me, like Alex, uh, in that Discord, we're really engaging with all of you guys. Everybody's talking strategies. Everybody's talking about, uh, oh, why is this? player more viable than that player so just get in there if you like the game of football and you want to improve as a fantasy player because ultimately uh we love our discord community and again as alex mentioned there's guys in there that want to start leagues just need more players that uh are, are willing to have the same mindset in that regard so appreciate you mentioning that too because a lot of the people in the community i know for a fact are uh interesting in embarking in a new opportunity especially one that they don't have experience with prior as like in for example idp
1: yeah for
0: sure i mean that's
1: I know we're gonna start up a 12 team league here pretty soon and um, yeah just I think we should do it get a couple listeners in as well someone who's new to IDP and just get a lot of people who's new to it you know just pop a couple cherries
0: yep yeah, sounds good well uh again appreciate you ha- having you on uh, we'll definitely have this uh this IDP episode uh, throughout the season uh, a lot of people I know uh, are, g- are g- gonna be new to it but They'll tend to enjoy this because I definitely enjoyed it. So, yeah, I appreciate you having having you
1: on in general here. Yep, for sure. So, every Sunday we're going to be dropping a new episode. This one is just a kind of general episode for people who have no idea what they're doing with IDP, everybody brand new. But we're bringing some rankings next week. And, you know, for weeks after, we're going to do mostly redraft stuff. But we're going to dabble into some dynasty rankings also. But, um, yeah, rankings is going to be huge. And we're going to start off with top ten linebackers next week
0: sounds good uh, I'll definitely uh, have that noted down and be ready for you because uh, right. you're gonna have to take the you're gonna have to take the reins there and show me what's up
1: no worries man I'll put you up on game <laughs> and I'll show you what some other people are doing as far as rankings and why my rankings are what they are but um yeah we're gonna go over some good stuff and make sure that everybody knows how they should be drafting
0: sounds good Well, will uh, stay tuned y'all because uh, we're coming with this heat
1: oh yeah man here we go every week every Sunday.
0: Yeah. Peace out, y'all.